Hey Amen. I tell you what, take your Bibles. Let's go to Dan. Uh, let's not go to Daniel yet. Let's go to uh, let's go to Malachi chapter three. It's like Pastor Brad is going to Malachi chapter three. There's my phone. I want to show you something out of the Word of God because um, Pastor Miranda got me a little stirred up today, and I just been I've been meditating and studying in the Word and. Um, and, I, you know, I begin to think a lot about covenant, and I begin to think a, a lot about how important, you know, consecr- consecration is, you know, setting, setting apart or being set apart. And, um, you know, one of the things that we do, um, you know, uh, in all of our services, we, uh, we set apart a time for, for giving and uh, to take up tithe and offering. But, you know, it, it's important enough that people understand what the Word of God says around it. It's... it's you know, a lot of times people will think that it's, uh, you know, it's it's a man's opinion about uh, about being a giver, but but very contrary to what the Word of God says. But because I I want you to see this, this is actually in uh, Malachi verse three, and uh, I want to pick up at verse six, and uh, I love the Lord. Are you with me? About Malachi verse three, um, uh, yeah, chapter three, verse six. It says, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O son of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinance and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you, but you say, or you said, in what manner shall we return? And you'll find that, you know, uh, you know it goes on to talk about, uh, in, in, you know, in your tithe and in your offering. And... Um, you know, in verse 8, it says, will a man rob God? And, uh, you know, it's the one area where in the Bible, it's like where, you know, God actually, you know, the, the, the word says, will a man rob God? And as you go further down, you know, what it's referring to is, is, is a person's tithe and a person's offering. And, um, and, I, and I, wa- I want to just skip through some of that, but, but I want to get to verse 11 because I, I, I understand that, you know, covenant with God is something that, you know, I, you know, I didn't figure out covenant the first day I got saved. You guys with me? I, I didn't, I didn't understand everything in the Word of God. The, the, the day that I got saved, I received salvation. It, it, everything just didn't come to me. Twenty-three years later, I can tell you right now that, you know, I'm still pressing into the Word of God to get revelation. Amen. And uh, like I said, I think Pastor Miranda struck a chord with me today because I, I feel that, like, you know, the area where we need to get to the church, you know, to, to another level. I don't know if anybody feels that, but does anybody want to go to another level? You know, and, and I want to, you know, e- even in this, I want to tell you that I want to go to another level in my own personal giving. Amen. That, you know, uh, I'm trying to make a phone call right now to see where my giving's at for the year before the year ends. And I still haven't got my phone call back because, you know, if I've got to get more seed in the ground this year, I, I want to be able to do that. But this is what the Word of God says in verse 11, and it says, And I will. Everybody say, I will. Because, see, this is God. This is God speaking to His children. This is covenant. Understand, this is, this is, this is God's nature. He wants to be in covenant with His, with his children. Amen? So everybody say, God's a covenant-keeping God. So, amen, He is. And it says, And I will rebuke the devourer for your, for your what? For your sake. I will do this for you. So we, we understand that, you know, in, in verse, uh, verse, verse 6, I am the Lord God. I do not change. So we understand that God doesn't change. You know, he doesn't, he, he's, not, he's not worried about your money. But what, basically what God is wanting to do as you become a giver, God is wanting to bless you, bless you even greater. Amen. And this is what the Lord says. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. I will keep the enemy at bay. I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And I, I love that word. And I got revelation some 23, 24 years ago, even around my tithe and around my offering, that that was a protection for, for my home. It's a personal protection. I'm not, trying to, you know, I'm not trying to just preach on tithe and offering tonight. But if we don't understand that our God's, uh, uh, it, it, that we don't understand that he's not a covenant God, we won't understand these promises given to us. It's like setting ourselves apart. If we don't understand that God truly wants to set us apart, not only in our giving, but also in faith, also in you know, the working of miracles, the laying on of hands, everything we've been talking about on Wednesday night, the, you know, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We have to set ourselves apart to receive and flow in that stuff. And it's just like giving. 
God says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. I, I will, you know, my, my hand of protection is upon you and your giving. I remember a guy come to me one time and says, well, you know, I don't have a job. What, you know, how, how, how do I pay my tithe? Well, there's some things you can do around the church. But, you know, I want to tell you, God wants you to get a job. God, God, God wants you, he wants you to prosper. Amen. You know, if anything else, I, I, I've understood this for some time. If anything else, it's so that I can begin to be a giver. So the blessing can now begin to abound in my life. See, it's covenant. It, it, it is the covenant that we're under with the Lord. And God, and God says, you know, look, I will keep the enemy at bay. I, I will keep him from devouring your crop. Let me, let me keep reading it. It says, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. The things that you've got in the ground. I, you know, your stuff. There's protection on your stuff. Amen. When you're a giver. Verse 12. And the nation shall call you blessed. For you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. I believe America is one of the, I, I believe America is the greatest nation. Amen. But I believe that God has raised up uh, givers out of this land. Amen. Givers that go and they sow and they plant. Amen. And I'm thankful for this nation. But you know what? Who wants to be a blessed nation? I want to be a blessed nation. Amen. You know, I, I want to encourage you guys, you know, going into a new year. Set your faith. Pray. Pray, pray. pray for your finances. I, you know, pray for your finances going into a new year. You know, and, you know, it's okay to you know, add another zero to it. Pray, pray that God would bless you, amen? But especially, you know, understand that as you're in covenant with God, with your tithe and with your offering, God wants to pour out. He will keep the enemy, things that you've got in the ground. He'll, there's protection. There's real protection in the things of God, amen? And uh, I usually don't hang around tithe and offering on Sunday evening very long, but, but I, I realize that there's one thing in the body of Christ that we need to understand, and that's covenant. We need to understand that, you know, and I love that, the Bible in Malachi 3, verse 6, it says, I am the Lord God, I don't change. He's the same God in the Old Testament as, as in the New Testament. I think about when the apostles brought homes and lands before, you know, before, before the uh, apostles' feet. Everything I have belongs to the Lord. Everything I have belongs to the Lord. Wow, that's pretty powerful, isn't it? That's a little bit above the tithe, wouldn't you say? But I believe God's going to position people at a greater level in 2022 than ever before. And, um, you know, we pray we pray for seed in this church. Amen. We, we pray. We pray for provision in this church so that we can do more next year. And then we can do more in 2023 and 2024. Amen. And uh, we can plant other churches. Amen. And, uh, you know, praise God. God is good. So if you need to tithe an offering, slip, just slip up your hand. And then there's not, I, I think everybody moved, well, yeah, the kids left, so we've got people over here, and so, amen. Always forget about the people on the left. Not on purpose, I promise. I, I, I try to come over that way every once in a while, so. But let's pray tonight. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that, Lord, even tonight, that, that Lord, your word says that you keep the enemy from devouring our crop. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, even tonight as people understand covenant, as they understand the vision that you've given to them through their giving. Father, I pray that, Lord, you open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, that there's not enough room to contain what you, that, what you want to do with families in this church. So, Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And while, you're, uh, while they're passing the offering, if you want to take your Bibles, go to Daniel chapter 1. Daniel chapter 1. Daniel chapter 1, let's pick up at verse 3. It says, Then the king instructed Ashpenaz, I think that's how you say that, the master of the eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing all knowledge and quick to understand, who, will, uh, who had the ability to serve, in the king's palace, in whom they might teach the language 
and the literature of the Ch Chadlands. And the king appointed them um, daily provisions of the king's delica delicacies of wine, which he drank, and three years of training for them, so that at the end they might serve before the king. And just skip over to actually verse 8 real quick, because uh, we go on to talk about some names. We talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel. Um, and and these, are, these are the young men that are being appointed uh, as young men to, to serve in a king's palace. And uh, in verse 8, it says, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meats, nor with wines which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord, the king, who has appointed your food and drink, for why should he see your face looking worse than the young men who are of the same age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. So he's saying, you know, if you don't do what I'm going to ask you to do, my, my head's going to be cut off. So his life, his life was in danger. And Daniel said in verse 11, So Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had said over Daniel, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Please let your servants uh, for ten days, let them give, uh, let them be given to vegetables and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you, before the appearance of young men who eat the portion of the king's meats as you see fit. <clears throat> so deal with your servants as you see fit. So he, can, um, he consented with them in this matter and tested them ten days. And at the end of the ten days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh. And all the young men who ate the portion of the king's meats those that uh, Stuart took away their portions of delicacies, wine, and they were to drink and gave them vegetables. So right here, let, let me pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, even tonight, Lord, uh, that, that we see ourselves as set apart and sanctified before the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. In, in Daniel chapter 1, one of the things you'll find in this story is, uh, is they're choosing at a, at a point as they're entering into the king's the, you know, the, the, the king's court to say, you know what, we, we're going to choose to serve God. We're going to choose to set ourselves apart no matter what. And now, I want you to understand something because, you know, we've heard the story of Daniel in the lion's den, right? We, we know that Daniel was protected in the lion's den. Now, we know that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were thrown into the fiery furnace, and, you know, there was Jesus with them dancing, and they weren't burnt, they weren't burnt up at all. But I believe that, you know, something very interesting happens at the early onset of their life. That they, that they basically are establishing a set of guidelines, a set of rules in their life that, you know what, we're not going to bow. We're not, we're not going to bow before other gods. We're, we're not going to do it the way the world wants us to do it. And I believe that, you know, even today, one of the things that, that, that I believe that the Lord wants to do in the body of Christ, He wants to begin to set people apart. He, 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 he truly wants to set people apart, not only for the working of ministry, it's so that the light of God can shine through people. It, it, it's truly that the, the light of God can begin to shine through people. Take your Bibles go to Proverbs chapter 1, because this is the text I'm going to come out of tonight. But from the very beginning, I believe Daniel, as a young man, had said, you know what? I'm not going to do things the way the world does things. And he had friends. And they, you know, they seen his life as, a, as an example. You know, we're, we're going to follow Daniel. I'm not going to do things, I'm not going to do things the traditional way. And, you know, and as we go into a time of prayer and fasting in January, you know, we, we do a corporate 21 days of, of, of prayer and fasting. Some of you may go longer, some of you may go, may, may go less. But we take the time to set apart the first part of the year to seek vision from the Lord. Why is that important? Well, I, you know, I can, I can only say that setting time aside to pray and fast, to seek the Lord's direction, you know, at the beginning of the year has, has lent itself to be very wise over the last few years of my own personal life. You know, to, to set apart time. To begin to get vision, not only for this house, but vision personally for my own life. But one of the things I'm going to tell you tonight, that 
You know, consecrating yourself, setting yourself apart to hear from the Lord is one of the most valuable things you can do as a Christian. And it's something we, 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 you know, I feel like one of the things that we need to help people understand is even in that to protect that. To help, help people protect that because, hey, listen, you can find something to do every night. And you know what? You can come to this church and there's a life group practically every night. You, you can be somewhere every night. And you, you can be running somewhere every night doing something. And in that, you can miss God. You guys with me? Because, you, you know, and, and the importance is, is, is that you're not missing God. And especially as we set time aside, you know, I'll be praying for the families here. We, you know, be, we'll be praying and fasting. But it's that you set this time, you, you set this time aside to be able to hear from God. Amen? To be able to get clear direction. To be able to get a clear, a, a clear plan. You know, Wednesday night, I'm going to talk, we'll, we'll, we'll touch base this week on fasting. And, you know, different types of fast because some of you work and you say, well, you know, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm working a physical job. You know, there's things that you can do if you're working a physical job. Maybe it's you fast sun up till sundown. You know, maybe you eat one meal a day or something like that. You know, maybe you go a three day fast and then you then you then you begin to break. But 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 the most important thing even about fasting is that you're spending time in prayer, because if you're going to spend time grumbling and complaining, please eat. Just eat. And I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to get mad at you. I'm not, I'm not going to, my, you're not breaking my heart, but go ahead and eat something. And then, and then, you know, and then if you feel, you know, then get back on your fast. You know, a time of prayer and fasting is not a time that you beat yourself up. You can come through 14, 15 days. You can go 20 days. And, and, and right at the end, you know, you beat yourself up because, man, I didn't make it 21. The most important piece of this is what revelation are you getting while you're, while you're in this time of prayer and fasting? You know, Jehoshaphat fasted for three days. And then, you know, it, it, within that fast, he got an answer from the Lord. You know, for the battle's not yours, says the Lord. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't that be a great word? You know, so what he did was he sent his worshipers out in front to fight the battle. And, of course, we know what happened. The enemies, they, they, they attacked themselves. So he got a plan. Understand that God can give you a plan in 24 hours. He can give you a plan in 12 hours. He can give you a plan in three days. He can give you a plan at the end of 21 days. It, there, there's, it's, not, it's, not a, it, it's not like there, there's a set time. We corporately do this every year. Our, our church does this. Uh, you know, I believe Dr. Morocco shared that he was hoping that you know, within this time period, KC extensions worldwide would fast like something like 30,000 meals, you know, corporately as a church, that we're setting time aside to pray and we're, we're fasting and we're seeking the Lord. Amen. So um, I encourage you, if you have questions about fasting, and I'll share some more details on Wednesday night about that. And if you have questions, please message Miranda or I. We'll be sending out prayer points. We'll be, uh, you know, things that we're personally praying about. But I'm going to tell you, please understand, your individual prayer time is, is very important. You know, this year, you know, I'll say this even about prayer. I knew that we had to have a culture of prayer in our church. For us to, to, for us to be able to sustain anything, I knew that we had to have a culture of prayer. And, you know, this year we've, we, we've created that culture in this church that we pray five days a week. Amen. Isn't that good? You know, it was six days because we pray on Sundays as well. We have revival prayer on Sundays. So we've created a culture of prayer in this house. Amen. People coming together praying corporately. Amen. And, you know, what we want that to do is, is, is that to, coming out of corporate prayer, we want people to be able to say, you know, I, I, I need this individual prayer time. You know, we, we could all probably spend a little less time on social media to pick up a, a little bit of extra time in prayer. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so we could, we could all do that. We could all lay something down a little bit to, 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 to come into. And this is not a rebuke, I promise you. Because, you know, I, I, I preach from the same standpoint that, you know, I can lay things down to, to seek the Lord even more myself. Amen. Proverbs chapter 1. You know what consecration does, though, is it, it opens up the door to revelation. It, it opens up the door to be able to hear from God. To set something aside, to, to lay things down. It begins to, you know, Marina got, like I said, it was the word that kind of got in my spirit today because, you know, I, I begin to think about, man, where I want to go, I know that it's going to take, it's going to take putting my flesh even, even down further. 
to, to go where I want to go, it, it's going, it, it, there's going to have to be another level of consecration. Amen? I, you know, to go where I want to go. I don't see a church of 100. That's just the vision we're operating in now. Amen? I don't, I don't just see, I don't see, I don't see a thousand souls, I see ten thousand souls. Amen? I, 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 you know, it's, it's the level that, that, that I believe. But, you know, understand something. To, to get there, you, you, you have to set yourself, you have to set yourself in motion for that. And there are a few things that we can get out of the Word of God. You guys in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 23? Because this is, this is very important. And then, you know, keep your, keep your finger on John chapter 14 as well. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 23. And actually, in the, in the King James, it says uh, reproof. But it says, turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on, on you. I will make my words known to you. Oh, man, what a word. Turn, turn, turn at my reproof. Turn at my rebuke. I will pour out my spirit on you. How important is the Holy Spirit? Oh my. So important for the believer. So important that, you know, if, if we will set ourselves to, to hear, you know, you, you, know, you know, I don't know who talks about this, but, you know, it's the unction of the Holy Spirit. You guys know what I mean by the unction? It's, it's the awareness that that's from the, you, you know, because if you're saved, you're born again. You know that that's the unction from the Holy Spirit. To go do something for someone, to go pray for someone, that's the unction of the Holy Spirit. For you to reach out to someone, that's the unction, amen? And But, you know, listen, we as believers, we, we need the unction of the Holy Ghost to function in our life. It should be a prerequisite for every Christian. It, it, you know, we talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit, but it's the fact that, you know, it's the unction, it's, it's, it's God's plan to be able to communicate with our spirit. You know, what happens is this war happens. Our, our flesh gets in the way. You know, it's like, you know, your, your, your body made up of three parts. It's, it's, it's the soul. It's your mind, your will, and your emotion. It's the spirit, and then it's your flesh. But we have to learn to crucify our flesh. We have to learn to, to move into areas where we're consecrating and burning things out of our flesh so that we can truly begin to walk in the things of the spirit. Truly walk in the things of the spirit. It's a happy message for December Christmas message, isn't it? But, you know, God's getting us ready. See, God, God, God's getting his church ready. He's getting his bride ready. So, you know, listen, when we get a rebuke from the Holy Spirit, when we get a rebuke from God, I'm telling you, sometimes we just need to thank the Lord that it's, you know, it's there. But see, this is the key. You've got to turn. You've got to turn. It's just like sin. You know, when you get saved, you know, it's like that old sin that, you know, creeps, it tries to creep back in. And you're like, nah, I've, I've seen the traps of the enemy. I, I know how the enemy wants to deceive. I, I, I see all that. I see how offense can get built up in my heart. No, I'm not going down that path again. It's because you recognize it, because it's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you that you say, mm, no, I've been here before. I know what that looks like. But, you know, the enemy's crafty. You know, he, he, he'll think of another way to use, to use somebody else or, or, or on another crafty way to, 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 to entice you. But, see, we, we have to pay attention to the Lord's rebuke, the reproofs of the Lord. You know, and, and if we do this, watch. He will pour out His Spirit. He will pour out His Spirit. Go to John chapter 14. I want you to get this picture in your, in, in, in your spirit tonight. Because... In John 14, in John 14, I love this. I love John 14, 15. John 14, uh, 14, 15, it says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray that the Father, he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you how long? Forever. For every day that you breathe, that the Lord will provide a helper. He will provide the Holy Spirit. It, it's what steers you, it's what directs you, it's what brings you, it's what brings things back in check. You know, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's truly awesome that the Lord said, look, I, I, I'm sending a comforter. I'm sending, I'm sending me to you. You know, think about it. You know, G, you know, the disciples were with Jesus for three and a half years. But he was like, 
you're not going to be able to do this on your own. You're going to mess it all up. If you think you got it all figured out, you, you, you need to go and you need to, you, there's something greater that's coming. I have to leave so that this, this can come. He's referring to the, to the Holy Spirit, you know, which is available to every believer. That's what he's referring to, you know, because, you know, truly, they would have messed it up. If Jesus would have, you know, if the Holy Spirit, think about, think about life without the Holy Spirit. Oh, my. We'd all be a mess. Amen. Everybody, you know, we, we'd all have a lot of opinions. But see, honestly, this, see, that's what the Holy Spirit does. It directs us back. The Holy Spirit will direct you back to the Word of God. You know, kindness, love, forgiveness, the breaking down of offense. The, you know, all that stuff is, is, is in the Word of God. It's in the Bible. Amen? Riches, it's in the Bible. Being a blessing to other people, it's in the Bible. John 14, here it was. Let me keep moving through this. Verse 17, it says, The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But if you know Him, for He dwells with you, and He will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. The world doesn't know the Holy Spirit. People, you know, there, there are people that don't know, that don't know the very nature of, you know, that when there's a rebuke or a reproof or, or you know, and, and that's why it's so important that you as a believer set yourself up to, to hear from God. To, to, you know, to allow even conviction to take place in your life. I, you know, conviction is, is not a bad thing. It, it's the thing that checks you. It's the thing that pulls you back in. Man, I should have not said this. I should have not said that. Actually, you know, I, I was thinking about this today. And, and, you know, I'm going to share something as an example because I didn't even ask you about this. But, but I, I want to go to marriage real quick. I want to go just, just, just even in marriage. Actually, take your Bibles, go to Ephesians chapter 5. Because one of the greatest examples that, that, that I could think of for, for me personally was, was that around marriage. Not, you know, I've not had a bad marriage. I've had a good marriage. But, you know, but, but I'll, I'll say that marriage is one of those things that I realize now that, you know, it, it's, it's, it's work. It, you're, you're working at things. You're, you're, you're trying to arrive at some stuff. And, and, and you're, you're, you're just, you know, you, you try, you know, there are points at times where you're just you're trying to figure it out. I don't, I don't know if anybody's been married for any amount of time. I don't know. But, but, but that was me. I didn't get a training manual. I didn't, I didn't, nobody gave me the Bible when I, you know, I, I, didn't have, I didn't have a godly example. I'm not faulting my mom or dad. Because when I got saved, guess who was responsible for understanding how I needed to treat my wife? It, it was me. It, you know, I can't, I don't blame anybody. It was the fact that God, God was showing me. But there was a scripture that I would often, I, I would often turn to. If it's not that, like I said, it's not, not that we knock down drag out fights or anything like that. But if there was communication issues in our marriage or if there was something that I needed to understand, I would turn to this word. And I, I always remember reading Ephesians chapter 525. It says, husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Man, that, isn't that powerful? I, and I would read that and I would like, I got to do that. You, you know, understand, see, there's, there's level of even concert, you know, you, you know, we can talk about, the, you know, the, the spiritual things of God, but I, I want to equate even, even the consecration of, of, of things that are natural, things that are happening every day in your life, because if you're not willing to consecrate the flesh around things like your marriage, you're not willing to, to, to deal with things like character, you're not willing to do with things like, you know, you're not going to another level. You can wish all the spiritual things in your life if you're not willing to, to burn out the, 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 these things that matter, the, the, these, these underlying things. God, God's not going to move in your life as great as He wants to. I'm not saying He's not moving. I'm not saying He's not healing. I'm not saying He's not doing that. But I'm telling you, it's like, you know, and, and so I would read this verse and I was like, i got to love my wife. Honey, I, I, mean, I, don't, I didn't talk to you about this before I started wanting to talk about it. Yeah, I, but I would read this, husbands love your wife just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. I'm like, he died for the church. I'm not ready to die for my wife. I got wants, I got needs, I got, you know, I got all the, you know, I got my opinion. You know, I'm, I'm going to stand my ground. But this is what the Bible's telling me. It's telling me to love my wife. 
just as Christ loved the church. That's consecration. That, that, that's, that's setting myself apart to hear from God, to get a word. I would read that and be like, I'd meditate on it, I'd think about it. I'd grab another book looking for another answer, and it would always go back to that. I would always go, you know, daggone it. That's, you know, this is what the Lord wants me to do. Love my wife as Christ loved the church. He give his life up for the church. And then, I, and then I would read, and it was like, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by, by the word. And I was like, how much am I praying for my wife? Not very much. Because I'm mad, I'm upset, I have feelings, I have this, I have emotions. You know, what about my needs, her needs, whatever. You know, anyway, you know, you would get tied up and wrapped up in all this. But see, this is the battle in the flesh. This is when it gets really real, amen? This, this, is, this is the stuff that we deal with. We don't, you know, we don't talk about it, right? We didn't. You know, just be holy. I don't feel like being holy. I'm mad. But it's, it, 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 you're moving to a place where God, God's wanting to do something with you. He's wanting to refine you. He's wanting to burn something out of you. You know, as you go into a new year, He's, he's wanting to take you to a greater level. I would read this. I, I, you know, man. And I'd always go back to this. What's it say about her? You know, I'd read, read the section about what the wife should do, you know. I always felt like mine was heavier than hers, you know. Because see, Christ died for the church. And so I'm like, am I willing to die? Am I, am I willing to die for my wife? Am I, am I, am I willing to? It's the washing of the word. Am I, am I willing to move to an area where, where I pray for her? To, to, you know, to make my marriage better. To, you know, it, it, to, to, to make it, you know, it's not about working. We knew it was going to work because it, it was going to work. But you can go through life with, a, with just a working marriage. Or you can go through life with a, a blessed marriage. I, I, I believe that. And so, but in this, in this, because I want you to see this because I had to do my part. You, you see, we miss this a lot of times. I have to do my part. What's my part? She has to do her part. I have to do my part. I'm not talking about what she should or shouldn't do. I'm talking about how I have to be sanctified. I'm talking about how God wants to move me to another level. And, you know, he, he, and, he, and, he, and he has in our marriage. You know, we, we, we have been busy. But our, our, mar- our mar- marriage is great. Our, uh, you know, we have a great marriage. But I got a hold of this. It was the word. See, it's the word that changes us. It's the word that, back, back to Proverbs, what, what I read earlier. It's the word of God that changes us. I was looking for an answer, not from some self-help book of some guy that's been divorced four times, writes a bestseller, and wants to tell you how marriage works. I mean, give me a break. What's the word of God say? What does the word of God say about my situation? You know, it, it, you know get, don't get me wrong, this stuff's real. You know, we, we should, you know, we did Christian marriage stuff, I don't know when it was, last, last year. We did six or seven, eight weeks of it. And it was a blast. Singles were invited. You know, we, we, we dove into the topic. And, you know, and, uh, you know, and it's like, you know, we dove into real issues. Because you know what? It's work. Hey, it's work. But I'm telling you, it's like you move to an area where you consecrate, where you sanctify yourself. And you start working on you. The best example in life is... Uh, well, you are your best example. What do you need to work on? You know, that, that, those are the questions I ask myself. What do I need to, to do to get to another level? You know, what, what do I do to get my wife to another level? I, I pray for her. We talk. We, we, you know, we, we, we navigate. We navigate the waters. Go, flip over to Ephesians 4. Another revelation. Another revelation in the Word of God. Ephesians chapter 4. Early on in my Christian walk, I, I remember reading Ephesians. I would meditate, study Ephesians. I, I love the book of Ephesians. And I, and, I, and I come across this. And it says, therefore, Ephesians 4.25, it says, therefore, putting away lying, each, <laughs> let each of you speak truth with his neighbor. For we are all members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Be angry and do not sin. I, you know. I had an anger issue. Guess who had to deal with his anger issue? Me. 
I, 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 had, I had to learn to sanctify, you know, get sanctified. You know, I had to learn how to deal with this stuff. And, you know, but, you know, it was in the Word of God. See, it's the Word that sanctifies us. It's the Word that refreshes us. It's the Word that renews us. I, you know, show me a problem in anybody's life that's a Christian. And I, 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 would, I would, you know, my, my first, how much are you in the Word? How much are you in prayer? These are two recipes that can really, really, really help people in their life. Because you know what God's wanting to do? He's wanting to set you apart. He's wanting to sanctify you. Can I tell you why, though? It's not because of you. See, that, that Jesus came. He was a sacrifice for all of humanity. It, 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 he wants you to be set apart and sanctified so that you can help others. So that you can be useful, amen? So that you can be a vessel. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let, let, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. I remember we were married. I was like, no matter what, I can't, I can't, I can't go to bed mad. Because the word says this. The word says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. And I would be like, we got to try to make things right. And, and she was like, you know, and I'm like, we got to stay up and talk for four hours. You know, we got to hammer this out tonight, you know, because, you know, before it'd be five o'clock in the morning, sun's still not up, but we're still trying to work out an issue. And, you know, and, and, and listen, you can <laughs> be angry, sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. You guys think, you know, what, what does this have to do with covenant? Everything. Everything. It, it has, you know, how I treat my life, uh, my, my wife, is how I run my life. If I don't treat her with respect, I'm not going to be respectful with others. It's just an example. And I, and I love this. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. So you, get, you kick anger out. You, kick, you begin to kick sin out of your life. You know why? It's because you, you don't want to give place to the devil. Where's the devil at? He's always in sin. He wants to trip you up. He wants you to sin. He wants you to fall flat on your face. He wants you to feel like he's not, God's not there, right? He wants you to get mad at your spouse. He wants you to get mad at your kids. You're, you know, whatever happened when you were 10 years old, your father took your favorite toy. Or what, he, he wants you to hang on to all that, to, to, to not forgive, not to lay things down. You know, th that, that's what the enemy does. He wants to remind you of all the horrible things that have happened in your life. But I'm more than a conqueror. I'm victorious. Because, see, that's what the Word of God says. That's what the Word of God says. You know, we, we get a new vocabulary. We begin to speak differently. We begin to, we begin to talk differently. Amen? When we begin to understand covenant. But, see, God's wanting to set us apart. He's wanting our, our, our lives to be consecrated. Verse 28, it says, Nor give place to the devil. Let him, let him who uh, stole still no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give those who, who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary, edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Man, that, that's powerful. That's power. I mean, that, that's covenant right there. That, that, that's walking with the Lord. I'm not letting any evil thing come out of my mouth. I'm not gossiping. I'm not slandering. I'm, I'm going to work to build others up. And, you know, and I, you know, even, you, you know, you ever just feel like you start to talk about someone and you catch yourself and be like, Lord, forgive me. Because you know what? I'm called to be a builder. I'm not called to tear people down. I'm called to lift people up. I'm not, I'm not called to tear people down. God will deal with it, right? God, God will show them just like he's showing me. Sanctify, set apart. I'm not what I used to be. You're not what you used to be. Think about it. I'm not, I'm not what I used to be. You know, so, and, 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 I, and I love this because it goes on to say, it says, edification that it may impact grace to the hearers. The grace of God to the people that are hearing. Your witness. Your witness before others. I mean, I, I just don't tell my wife that I, I love her. I, I show her. Amen. I don't, I don't just tell people in this church I'm here for you and not be here for you. You know, the other night, I, it, it was interesting. We were going down the road. was on our way to Christmas, and, and Gary had called me. And, uh, and Gary never calls me. 
But everybody in the car was like, hey, Gary, Gary's calling. And Gary wanted to be, he, he, was, a ble- he was blessing. He, he, somebody had blessed him with a gift, which was an answer to prayer for one of the little fellows here in church. But everybody was like, Dad, you, you, you call Gary back. You know, I'm like, yeah, I do. I, if somebody calls, I try to get back to him very quickly to make, you know, if somebody needs something, if, if somebody needs prayer, we know God can move in that situation just like right now. Amen? Because we've seen God do that. We've seen God do that time and time again. Edification. You're called to be a builder. Amen? You're called to lift people up. In 2022, I believe that's going to be the great, one of the greatest assets in this church. This church is going to help build people up. They're going to build, they're going to build people's lives up. And I'm telling you, the answers are in the Word. The answers are in the Word. And do not, watch this, in verse 30, it says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking, but put, put, put away all malice, and be kind to one another. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Man, that's powerful stuff. I, <laughs> maybe I read all this today for me, but, but I'm telling you, it's like, that's what God's done for me. I don't carry the bitterness. I don't carry the strife because I got revelation of the Word. I don't have to live here. There's a covenant that God wants to have with me. He wants my life set apart. So I'm not dealing with this stuff. Amen. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not strangling people. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not being, I'm not being that, that to people. But I'm being a blessing to people. I'm helping people get set free and delivered. Amen. You know, anger, you know, I'm telling you, anger is a spirit. Can I, can I tell you what you do, though? As a believer, you begin to rebuke that spirit off of your life. Lust is a spirit. You rebuke that thing off of your life. No more. It's got to go in Jesus' mighty name. It's got to go in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, you, 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 you're setting yourself apart. Because you know what? I, I'm, I'm going deeper with God. I'm going to another level with God. I'm, I'm doing it now. I'm not waiting. I'm doing it now. I'm, I'm moving to, a, to another place with God. I'm sanctified. I'm set apart. And I tell you, God, God you're going to see, <laughs> you're going to see more of that. You'll, you'll see more of that, I believe, in, in this coming year. People's lives being transformed and, and, and set free. Because they're free, free indeed. Amen. They're not going to carry the weight of sin. They're going to be set free. They're going to be delivered. But I'm going to tell you, you're, you're the answer to people. You in here tonight, you're, you're the, you know, you're set apart. You're sanctified. You know, maybe you've never heard that before. God, you know, that God, want, you know, it, it, it's, you understand something. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, just like Daniel, they had choices to make. And I, Miranda never really got into this today, but that was one of the things I was thinking about. You know, sanctification and being set apart, it's, it's a personal choice. I can't do it for my wife. My wife can't do it for me. But it was like, and I use marriage as an example, because when I begin to get this word into my spirit, it changed me. God's wanting to change you. What's, what's the word he has for you? You know, right now, what, what, what area does he, does he have for you that, you know, man, he, you see, understand, see, that's the Holy Spirit. We don't put off, we don't put off the, uh, the Holy Spirit. We don't ignore the Holy Spirit. When the Lord rebukes or when we, get, when we have that reproof, it's like, no, that, that's there for a reason. God's, you know, he's wanting to, he's, you know, I, I feel like sometimes like, you know, after you've been a Christian for 15 or 20 years, don't get numb to the Holy Ghost. Don't get numb to the Holy Spirit. People, will, they do that. They, well, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make heaven. I got this one little thing I've been carrying for 50 years, but I like it. Don't get used to it. Rebuke that thing, amen, off of your life. Because what happens is the Holy Spirit, you, you get numb to that voice. You get numb to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Ah. Ah. Don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. John 15, 3, it says, Now you are clean. This is Jesus. It says, now, 
you are clean through the word I have spoken to you. God is making a way. His word is making a way for us to be clean. His word is making a way for us to be clean. Don't ignore the Holy Spirit. Don't ignore the word. Don't ignore the word. 2022, I'm going to tell you, don't ignore the word. I'll, I'll read it later. I'll get into it later. This is nothing against morning prayer. I, you know, because I have to guard about, you know, even as a pastor. You know, I had prayer today corporately with everybody. That, that's good enough for today. You've you got to guard against this stuff. Because you can allow, you can allow, you know, you can allow little things to slip in. You can allow little things to slip in that, that, that pull you away from your divine assignment, your divine purpose, the vision God, you know, and then six months go by, three months go by. Amen? You know, 21, 21 days can go by. And like I said, I made this comment last week. You can fast for 21 days and, uh, and, and feel like, man, I, di- I didn't receive anything. And then, you know, people get discouraged even in that. I've seen people get discouraged in their time of prayer and fasting. Well, you know, I'm still waiting on an answer. I'm back to eating, but I don't, I don't have anything. You know, I truly believe if you set yourself, you set time aside, you set apart that time. You know, you know where you're going to find an answer? The Word. You'll find answers in the Word. That's, th- this, is, this is God. He, he's here with us. We can find answers in the word. You know, we're looking for the audible voice sometimes. I once in my life, maybe have I heard the, the you know, the, the, the voice or I, I, what I thought it was what I thought it was. We're looking for that audible voice. This is the way walking. I, I, ne- I don't res- I don't know. Maybe some of you have been here. God bless you. That's awesome. I, you know, Jonathan talks about an angel appearing before me. I praise God. That'd be awesome. Huh? Have an angel appear before you. I mean, I've had some great experiences, some, some really cool stuff happen, and, I, and I, know, I know it was God, right? But, but I know that I can find him in his word. I know that I can get in his word, and I, I can find him. That, you know, my, my life, setting my life apart, set, you know, believing, believing that God's going to move this way in my life. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Just flip there real quick, because you'll even find this in the Old Testament, and I, and I love this scripture, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. I'm giving you some things just to underline because, you know, and if you don't, you may have it underlined already. You know, even in the Old Testament, which is a foreshadow of the New Testament. You know, the word of God was what carried the power. It's covenant. It's, it's us being in relationship with God. It's the word of God that carries the power. Joshua 1.8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate day and night. Twice, twice a day, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make, then, then this will make your way prosperous. Then you will have, you'll have good success or great success. I have commanded you, be strong and, good, and be of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The Lord's with me wherever I go. I'm going to meditate on the Word of God. I'm not going to let it depart from me day and night. I'm going to think about the Word of God. I'm, I'm going to think about what does the word have, you know, it's like anger. What, if there's something in me that's stirring, is there an answer to anger in the word? I'm, there is. I mean, there, there's answers in the word. We, we've got to draw from the word. Listen, if we draw from the word, we draw from the Holy Spirit. What it does is it begins to set our, it begins to set, set our, the, the course of our life. And I'm going to tell you this, what it'll do, it will help establish patterns in your life. Prayer's a pattern. Has anybody noticed that now? Because I, I knew, we knew corporate prayer was, you know, it's not only a KC thing, but, you know, great, great revivals. Churches are built through prayer. So it's a culture. We're changing the culture in West Virginia. It's what we're, it's what we're doing. We, it's why we pray 45 and a half hour to an hour every day. We're changing a culture. And more, and more people will be added to that. Amen? Because we expect God to move as we pray. Amen? And He is. See, your flesh will fight, guys. And I want to close out with this tonight. Your, your flesh will fight. Your flesh will fight against, against things that are spiritual. You're, 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 you know, especially when you move into you know, a time of prayer and fasting or, 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 or just... Setting, you know, setting yourself apart, 
You go, you go to set yourself apart, and I, I always ask my wife to forgive me because she'll be off in one room in this house and, and think nobody would bother, but one of us end up walking into that one room. And, you know, and I know that she's oftentimes trying to set herself apart. And you women that have children, God bless you. It's always us men that have a way of finding you no matter where you're at. You know, it's like we have radars or something. We have you, you're chipped, actually. We know where you're at. We know what room you're in. You know, <laughs> all the women laugh, but that's, it's like, you know, women's trying to get, she goes to the bathroom just to get a break. And, and, and I'm not, you know, one of the kids, is, you know, it's not me. It's always the kids, but uh, knocking on the door. Hey, I got a question for you. Can I not just have some peace and quiet, you know? But, you know, I'll say this. If you're setting time aside, let, let, let whomever know, you know, hey, I, I'm going to be out for the next two or three hours. Yeah, I'm going to spend some time with the Lord. It's okay to communicate that, too. You know, because especially for men, because men don't know. They, they just think you're off, you're off just praying or doing something and, you know, you, you, you operate like we do. And we, we, we don't think that way. You know, because somebody can walk in on us. We're like, so you want to get a hamburger? Yeah, I'll finish up here in a few minutes. And that's how guys are. You know, the woman's just, you know, just got into about an hour of prayer and in, in, in moving into that. So, you know, communication is very important. Um, set time aside. In 2 Corinthians 10.4, we've covered this, but, you know, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. The word is a weapon. I'm telling you, you the, the word of God, I'm, uh, you know, it's how I fight, you know, it's, it's how we need to fight our battles is with the word. Now, this is what the word says. I'm going to stand upon the word. This is a covenant. I'm, I'm in covenant with God. He's my protector. This is what the word says. You know, it's not a carnal weapon. It's not, you know, uh, it's like, you know, you, you're not, you, you know, you, you can fight all you want in the flesh over some, uh, over some things that are spiritual. Pride is a spirit. Anger is a spirit. Lust is a spirit. You got to cast them out. You got you got to cast these things out. Well, I'm working on it. No, you got to get rid of it. You got to. No, I'm putting my foot down today. It's got to go. I'm not going to talk this way anymore. It's got to go, because love trumps that. Amen. I want love in my life. Amen. You know, and it's like, man, once we start moving into this, man, that that's when that's that's when we begin to get the revelation. The revelations, the revelations begin to pour in. I, I believe that, you know, Daniel and, and I, you know, I just I read some of it today. But but I, but I think about what a life looks like that's consecrated, that's set apart. It's destined for for great success. And that's where God wants to take everybody's life here. He, he wants he wants you to be successful. The enemy, he wants to destroy your life. He comes to steal, kill and destroy. God doesn't wish that for your life. You know? there's a clear separation between what the enemy does and what the Lord does. Amen? Amen. You know, Paul said, he said, you know, to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And I'll close with this tonight. Go ahead and stand to your feet. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You know, James 1.5 says the, the beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord. If we move our minds to a place where we start checking with the Lord every time, you know, it, it seems funny, but you know, when people wore those bracelets, what would Jesus do? I, you know, I, I oftentimes for think for, for, for many people, it was like, oh, I, I shouldn't say that. Maybe we should bring them back, huh? <laughs> Oh no! What what would he? What would have Jesus done? Would he? Would he have just? Would he just flip that person off? Would he? Would he have just? Would he give his you know West Virginia friendly wave or would would, would he have got mad because he just got cut off? What what would Jesus have done? 
I'm telling you, the, the, the greatest levels that we'll have in, in, in Christ moving ahead is the levels that we're willing to deal with in our, in, in our own selves to consecrate, to, 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 to lay those things down. But you know what I love about the Lord? He's working on all of us. As long as you set yourself up, he, he, He's working. He's working. Man, His grace is amazing. Amen? His grace is amazing. His love is amazing. I, I, I desire in my own life, and I desire for the people of this house to go to greater levels. To go to greater levels. I desire that for my wife, my children. But then there's the then there's the things that you know. It's like my kids. My my kids have to. My kids will have to do this. I can't get sanctified for my kids. I can teach them. I can train them. Right. But you know, and I not you know, it's like Gracia with worship. You know, and I'm using it as an example, but it's like. You know. There's levels that people will go to. You know, levels that people will go to as, as, they, as they set themselves apart. I mean, I, man, there's levels I want to go to as, as a pastor. <laughs> man, because you can leave this place. I'm going to be honest with you. You can leave this place and you can go find a quiet space sometimes and be like, Lord, I'm so sorry. Lord, I'm sorry. I want to be better. I want to be better, Lord. Lord, that was horrible. <laughs> you know, Lord, you know. Lord, I, you know, that, that was, you know, Lord, forgive me. You know, it's, it's, it's a piece of the humility of it. You know, I know in Hawaii, it's one of the things Marina said, the Lord has certainly sent people that were better qualified. I say the same thing about Fairmont. There are people that, that are much better qualified. But he, he set us apart. He set us apart for a work. He, say, he set us apart for a work. And you know, the one thing I, I'm, I'm sure of, I'm being perfected. Not perfect, but I'm being perfected. But I'm telling you, when the body of Christ begins to see that I'm being perfected, you know what? I'm going to keep working this thing. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get rid of the, 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 the little things that snag me down. I'm going to, I'm going to lay those things aside. I'm going to cast that off. I'm going to another level. Man, that, 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 that's when people begin to shine. But can I, can, can I tell you this? And then it happens again. <laughs> That's the thing about being a Christian for a few years now. It, 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 you know, you, you, can, you can rest and you can take it easy. But if you want to go to another level with Jesus, you want to go to another level with God, there's a requirement. He will require more. He will require more. That's a good place to end tonight. I got just one question tonight. You know, I, I can talk about sanctification. I can talk about being set apart. But do you? But do you know do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? You know, I, I can read Proverbs uh, 123 and it says, Turn at my rebuke. But you know, some people don't even know the rebuke of the Lord because they're they're you know they're they're stuck in the world. Or they felt that rebuke, but they're like, ah, I'm gonna ignore that. I'll, you know, you, you know, listen, guys, we all know people that are waiting to get saved. We you, does anybody know anybody that's waiting to get saved? Gonna live a little longer. I got that bar tour that I want to do, you know, if I could just hit all that, hit all those bars before, then I'll say that prayer and I'll receive Jesus and I'll start going to church. I, you know, I've heard some of the silliest things. You know, I want to go to Paris. Go to Paris. You don't have to drink when you go to Paris. You don't, you don't have to, you don't have, you know, I, I don't understand. You know, people, the this is what the world does. The world will hang, the world will hang everything on, on one event. I'm going to get married 
You know, I can't go to church because I'm going to get married in, 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 in four more years. Because you know, people, you know, they, they plan engagements four years out. Get married already. That's what I used to tell people in Hawaii. Well, we're going to get, you know, people in West Virginia do that. I'm going to get married three years from now. Just get married. Why do you tempt yourself to live in sin? If Jesus comes during that period of time while you're waiting to get married and you're off having sex, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, just, I'm basing it upon what the Word of God says and what the Bible says. Get married. Then have a celebration three years from now. After three years of marriage anyway, it's going to look a lot differently. I promise you. It, it, you know, it will. Three days after, it's going to look differently. You know, it will, I promise. But th don't wait. Set yourself apart now. Amen. Set yourself apart now to do and, and, and to be what God wants you to be now. 